0: Raised by an army of gay men. Mama, you look
1: fierce. Diner core aesthetic. Come on, mom.
0: We're going to hell.
1: Welcome to the Madam House podcast. Welcome everyone. Welcome. Hi. (laughs) Today we have a very special guest. She say hi already. She's ready. (laughs) She's ready. She didn't even want an introduction. (laughs) Yeah, no introduction for her. (laughs) They all know who she is. (laughs) The renowned teddy gold hello hi how should we how should we introduce you i mean you're you're an icon you've got you've got a song (laughs) in sex life of college girls neil patrick harris uncoupled Mm -hmm. you've got it in the new diane keaton movie
0: mac and rita mac
1: and rita yes Mm -hmm. and i like countless other things haven't you been in an apple commercial too and
0: yeah had spots in apple navy maybelline it's kind of crazy.
1: When did you first get into music? It was, it was later in life. I mean, I know yes. we've, we've talked about this before, but yeah. you uh, it was like in your early 20s, 20s right? 20s,
0: yeah. So I, well, it's interesting because as a young girl, I was obsessed with putting on plays for my parents. I have two younger brothers, and so um, when my, my parents divorced at six, but prior to their divorce, they lived in this house, and there was this playroom, and I um, created a stage. And I would make my parents come up and watch plays that I made up. And I'd dress my brothers in, in girl outfits and put dresses yeah. on them. <laughs> and put wigs and put makeup on them. And we would just do these numbers. And, like, I just love performing um, as a young kid. And I, like, played piano and I would sing. And I and Now, I'd when
2: you say parents, was it mom and dad?
0: Yeah. So my, my parents were married... Mom and Dad, man, woman, uh, till I was six, and then they got divorced because my dad came out.
2: Oh wow! Ooh. Yeah,
0: so we can go there too. But we will. We'll but yeah, we'll, 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 we'll circle, circle back. back. Yeah, yeah. So I got super into performing as a kid, and then well, it kind of it kind of segues there because my parents divorced, like I just mentioned, when I was six. Um, my dad came out, and he started dating this guy. Who was a piano player, and he performed on cruise ships. And so I spent a lot of years on cruise ships and watching my dad's partner at the time play piano. And there was like performers, and also my great grandma was a performer, and she was like a contract actress at Paramount. And so I had a lot of like performers in my life, right? And I just grew up with that. And um,
1: and that's when you were living in the Caribbean, right? because of the cruise ship situation? Yeah, so
0: I was born in Seattle, but I Mm. moved to the Caribbean shortly after my parents got divorced. We can also backtrack there, Mm. but (laughs) there's a whole reason we ended up in the Caribbean. But yeah, so we were in the Caribbean at the time when my dad was dating this guy who was a piano player and performed on cruise ships. And um, so yeah, I was just exposed to a lot of music and performance and just always loved it. And then we ended up moving to L.A., when I was in eighth grade, and so and I and I went to high school just down the street in West Hollywood, mm. and so I was exposed also to a lot, you know, the entertainment industry. And all of a the sudden, there's like I have friends in my classes who are actors and actresses, and I just my my eyes were like, hmm, like <laughs> this seems like something I kind of want to do. And so I started getting into acting classes. But I was really shy in high school, so I just didn't. Really? Yeah, I just because I moved from the Caribbean, and I was like. I was used to growing, you know, I grew up on like the small island. There was yeah. like 10 people in my class. And then all of a sudden I was in LA and in a massive school and a massive city. And You're I just right. kind of was sh- shell-shocked, you know? Yeah. So I got a little shy. And um, and then I went to um, college in Texas. And in my last year of school in Texas... Um, I was really unhappy with the path I was going down. And so I started taking piano lessons again. And I was just like, man, I just love music so much. And then I started taking an acting class and loved just like being in front of people. And so it just kind of like snowballed. And then I ended up coming back to L.A. after school and I thought I wanted to be an actor. And then I started auditioning and taking... um, Vocal lessons, and uh, I didn't really like singing. Like, I didn't like performing covers. I hmm. wasn't that interested in it. Really? But once I took a songwriting class, I was like, oh, my God, I love writing music. Yeah. That is my thing. I want to sing anything I write. I don't want to sing a cover. I'm not interested, but if I write it, I will sing it. Yeah,
3: beautiful. And so.
0: Yeah, so that's kind of how it all, and it just kept snowballing. Yeah. But yeah, I, w- I was older, like consider, you know, in the industry standard older to get started. I was probably 20, 24 when I first wrote my first song. Yeah. And put it into the world. What and song I, is that? It's not online anymore.
1: Oh. Yeah, oh. it's like my
0: very, very first EP, which is not online anymore. But it was, it was released in like 2016, maybe.
4: Why it's not online?
0: Um, I just changed style so much. Like, the okay. first EP I put out was a country EP.
3: Ooh, so, really? I, I went through a
0: lot of evolutions. Like, I did a country EP, then I did this, like, really dark cinematic pop thing, and then I got into my bright, really bright. fun percussive pop, which I do now. Nice. Um, so, I just, like, went through a lot of evolutions to kind of find my thing, and it just didn't really feel like me anymore. So yeah. I, I kind of took it all down. Oh.
4: I said bring it back. Bring <laughs> it back and mix it with what you do right now. <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: It's possible. I could totally like re-record those songs and make yes. them with, what, you know with what I do now. Um but yeah it was just kind of the snowball effect of how I ended up being a songwriter. Yeah. And, and you're
1: incredible at it. I mean yeah, I know you. Teddy because she was playing a show in Hollywood and I was there for my friend was singing Backup and so we just stayed for the whole show and, and Teddy came on next and she had such a stage presence. She was nice. she had her backup dancers, she was doing choreograph and this is in like a very small like basement venue yeah. in Hollywood. Yeah, it was like, like a
0: cellar. It
1: was it's literally a <laughs> cellar. Like I wow. there's like
0: I'm. I could raise my hand and touch the ceiling. That's <laughs> yeah. how small it was.
1: <laughs> yeah, I had to like be careful. How like, were dunking. you walking, Tina? Yeah. I was like, I was like hunched <laughs> over. Like, oh, like how am I gonna get around in here? And she just brought so much presence to this like small space. And I was like, I need to know her. I need yeah. to. Yeah. I want to create something with her. I want. I like. I don't know, but she's like, she's the moment. And so. <laughs> After – and I, I was looking dump, frumpty-dumpty. Like, I was like, okay. Um, but I was like, whatever. I need to talk to her. This is, like, my chance, whatever. So after the show, I approached her, and I was like, hey – I'm in the industry and I'd love to help you like make something or like collab. (laughs) Meanwhile, I do like IT stuff in the industry or like I work very tangentially. So it was like a little bit of a white lie, but I was like, whatever. And she was like, yeah, yeah. And so she gave me her managers, um, air quotes, managers, uh, email, (laughs) 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 which is her. And then I was with my friends, Ethan and Elise, and um, they were kind of like behind me when I was like, just like going out on a limb and uh, they ended up kind of ideating while all three of us were in Europe um the idea for one of her singles that was coming out called Technicolor and so yeah.
0: then
1: we shot a very fun it was so
0: fun it was a very
1: fun I'm music video for Technicolor i am yeah. very proud of it too yeah. like i'm so happy ha- with how it all turned yeah. out and how just like the sequence of events really, like, and how
0: serendipitous. We did it. like serendipitous like just Very playing good. the show in Hollywood. And then we had, I had this song that just hmm. happened to be coming out. Yeah. And then hmm. it was just everything lined up with like you and Ethan having all these, you know, Connects. connections with people right. who had film. And like we really did it for like. Uh, like a do-it-yourself video, but it looks incredible. Right, shoestring budget. Yeah, <laughs> it was, it was, it's very, if you're listening, you should go check it out. Yeah, if you
4: haven't watched the video, go watch <laughs> the video right now.
1: Technicolor yes. by Teddy Gold. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and yes. yeah, very, it's, it turned out beautifully. Teddy was so much fun to work with on set. We, it was, it was like a 14-hour shoot day. Like we, Yeah. morning, to night, we were. We hustled. We hustled. We were moving and grooving. And mm. yeah, it was amazing. And there so that's.
0: Yeah. That's how we, we that's
1: how we each know other. each other. Yeah. Which I, don't know, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But so when you were you were growing up and you you kind of experience I mean from a young age you had two parents that were were queer and then um, obviously your, your mother as well. And so how was it kind of dealing with the other kids like were they aware of it did they know because I mean this is yeah. back in like the 2000s when way
0: before <laughs> or, or, well, yeah, then
1: the 90s, so yeah the 90s nin- yeah I mean homophobia is pretty mainstream I mean they were using yeah. f and like oh yeah rap songs
4: and, well, and it was it, like the AIDS, AIDS had,
0: epidemic right where, you know had you know coming out of the 80s there's just a lot of what's the right word uh
4: hate or
3: hey
0: but also just uh lack of awareness and, and yeah. prejudice and um you know uh, it, it's it's wildly different now i know we still have a long ways to go mm-hmm. but it's still mm-hmm. like even just for me being a kid it, it we have progressed at least yeah <laughs> so you
2: were six years old when your parents separated or yeah,
0: divorced so my parents both came from very very religious families mm-hmm. um and they bu- they met at a Christian college. Oh wow! Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> and um, they were young, and they got married super young, and they had me very young, and uh, and then they had both my younger brothers, and so uh, yeah. I you 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 ask me all the questions, and I'll answer. <laughs> they I don't know. They, right. My dad. Um, they did divorce like around when I was the age of six because he came out and told my mom that mm-hmm. he's in love with men. And, you know, I've talked a lot with both of them about about it. And it mm-hmm. just, you know, it wasn't right. And obviously, like he what he loved my mom, but he wasn't mm-hmm. in love with her in the, right. in the same way.
2: How did they present it to the kids? Did they talk to you guys about it or was it like a surprise?
0: Um, I actually don't have any memory of my dad telling me he was gay. He does. And he says, you know, I was so young, but he, he says that he set me aside and I was playing with like my ponies or whatever. And he's having a conversation with me and tells me he's gay. And he said, all I I looked at him. I was like, okay, (laughs) Like, (laughs) like I didn't understand. And my memories are mostly of my parents being separated and my dad's only had really two significant partners in his life. And so growing up, it was, it was, you know, I was split between my mom and she had several different boyfriends throughout, you know, my upbringing until she eventually got remarried. And then my dad had one, he's had two significant partners and the one when I was younger, they lived together. And so, I actually thought it was normal to have, like, two dads. So I remember being young, and I'd go to kids' houses and be like, so where's your other dad? <laughs> like, you know? And I just, it was confusing. And and I do remember, you know, the kids were weird because at the time, we were, like, in a very conservative area, mm-hmm. given their background. And, like, when my dad came out and they got divorced, it was a huge deal. Mm-hmm. Um, Where
1: were you at the time? This
0: was in Seattle. Okay, it was, a, okay. it, was a, it was a really big deal, like, mm-hmm. We stopped going to church. We weren't really welcomed at church anymore. Uh, Like, I grew up going to church until they got divorced. I'd go to, like, Sunday school, and then when they got divorced, it was this whole thing, and we we weren't really welcomed there anymore. Is that because
4: the church found out, or?
0: Yeah, I was, like, there was just, like, a lot of gossip, and it was uncomfortable for everyone to go. And same at school, like, there was a lot of gossip, and even, you know, my extended family had a big issue with it because they're, you know, very religious. And so I kind of lost some contact with uh, extended family members for some years just because it was, you know, you're going to hell. Yeah. (laughs)
2: So they felt that about you as kids too? Not necessarily as
0: me as a kid, but I would hear it. Like I would go to my cousins for a sleepover and we were like seven. And I remember like, being in a sleeping bag on her floor and she's saying, you know, and this isn't her saying this to me, but it's her parents saying mm, it to right. her and we're sleeping and she's like, you know, it's just so sad. Your dad's going to go to hell. Uh, and i'm there you know i'm like seven i'm like
3: (laughs) Like, you know it's confusing
0: and then you know certain kids like i wasn't allowed to go to their house anymore they weren't allowed to come to my house like i could go to their house but they couldn't come to my house Mm. if it was my dad's house but they could go to my mom's house it was just like it became really toxic and that's part of the reason we ended up moving to the caribbean is that it was just it was it was just um it was just really put a lot of strain on my family.
4: Is it just was it just you and your dad moving to the Caribbean?
0: No, my whole family. It was okay. it was kind of a, a a modern family at the time because we moved to the Caribbean and it was me, my two brothers, my mom, my dad, and his boyfriend at the time, wow. and we all lived in one house.
3: Wow.
4: Do so so. your mom? How did your mom found out he was gay? Like, how did she took it?
0: Well. Are
4: they friends still? What's going on?
0: I wouldn't say they're friends anymore. They really tried their best. Um, My dad, I think what happened is my dad met somebody. Okay. And he realized, I'm gay. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Okay. And I think my mom caught on to the fact that he was kind of talking to somebody and it seemed more than friends and it, it, you know, confronted him and, and then he... You know, I think it it took a while for him to say, yeah, I, I am gay. And, you know, I, and, you know, they went through couples therapy and they figured out, you know, the best thing to do is to get divorced. And they really tried to be friends. And, um, but it was hard for my mom. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, she was a mom. She had three kids and she she loved him. And, you know, it's hard. I had a, this is also crazy. I had an ex-boyfriend who came out to me recently.
3: Ooh. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: And we were together and I was madly in love with him. And we reconnected like a year ago and he told me he was gay. And so I got to like experience Mm. my mom's experience on a very micro level. And it was confusing. I was like, what? (laughs) You are? Yeah." But like, yes. Sex. Like what? Like we were in love. Like what happened? And so it was a little confusing and we talked a lot about it. And I'm really glad we got to have that experience because it 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 was just eye opening to me. And you know, sexuality is so nuanced, it doesn't love and sexuality don't have to be the same either. You know, like you can love someone deeply, but sexually you're like that you're just not my preference. Yeah, exactly. You know. Um, so it was interesting, but we can, we can go there oh. later too. <laughs> oh, <100%. laughs> so anyway, yeah. like, yeah, my parents ended up getting divorced. We moved to the Caribbean and it was less intense there. Um, but still like I was in school and you would hear people using the F word, like you're such a F word, you know, yeah. like as a, as a negative thing. And I'm in sixth grade hearing this and like associate, and I, I wouldn't tell people my dad was gay cause I was like protective of him and like yeah. didn't want you know when you hear these things in a derogatory way, you're like, "Wait, is my dad bad like yeah. I don't think he's bad. Like, did you grow up
2: with uh, the that's so gay? oh
0: yeah, that's comment. so gay, you're an f like yeah, all the time, like as a kid all the, yeah, yeah, all it's time. like a negative thing and right so you hear that and you're 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 like, wait, but my dad is gay so <laughs> I don't want to tell people because I don't want them to make fun of him or me, so I felt really protective and yeah. And I'm um, sure
1: that probably contributed to shyness of like you Yeah, you're, it did. You're r- protecting yourself. You're kind of going into your shell to yeah. just like pr- just protect yourself. Yeah, because like I don't negativity. you know
0: or like y- you know, there was like a lot of hate crimes still going on at the time and still there's still hate crimes going on. But I even remember when we first moved here, um, you know, my I don't remember where we were, but someone wrote on my dad's car like you're you're an f
3: (gasps) really
0: yeah and like tagged it and like so there was like stuff like that and yeah and i mean it's changed Mm -hmm. a lot now you know even when i was growing up gay marriage wasn't allowed and like there's just yeah it's it was different it was different yeah Yeah. so yeah and it contributed to my shyness for sure because i just you know i'd only want to tell people who i felt like safe with yeah you know
1: definitely and so when people weren't allowed to go to your house, were you like, Why can't you come over? Like if it's your dad's or did you pretty quickly kind I of I kind pick of up intuitively that, picked
0: up on it. Mm-hmm. Like between like what I would hear just like with people talking and just, you know, as kids we're really intuitive. We pick up on things. Yeah. I just kinda put the dots together. Um Yeah.
2: Did it make you ever um angry at your dad or, or hate him or anything?
0: No, I've always been pretty close with my dad. Mm-hmm. I had a, I had a, some issues later in life with with him that, you know, we resolved. And it wasn't because, like, he was gay. It was more um, other things and, you know, typical, like, father-daughter stuff. Yeah. And, but yeah. I never was, like, resentful that he was gay, like, ever. Right. Like, I think it's great that he had the courage to come out, especially at that time, and given his upbringing and you know, it did put a big strain on our family and, and, and I've never been resentful about that. And I've, I've found like forgiveness for that mm-hmm. because I'm just a empathetic person.
2: <laughs> when you guys were all living together, the the modern family, were there ever conflicts between oh, yeah. like your mom and your dad's oh yeah boyfriend?
0: Not so much them. They were friends. I think, I think my mom in her heart like really wanted to be there for my dad and I know when they first divorced she did she was like this makes so much sense this is like we why we don't have sex and like this is why like you never say I'm hot or like you know like Mm -hmm. typical things that happen in relationships you're like. She's like, oh, he just
4: compliments on her shoes and her dress.
0: Yeah, yeah. And he's like, always <laughs> in her in bag. He like buys her her dresses. Yeah. i like, he's like always in the garden, flower, and making flower arrangements. She's like, come this on, mom. And I like look at pictures back then. I'm like, oh my God. I was like, he's in big yeah. old, mu- like short shorts. I'm like, he was so good. <laughs> and, yeah. it, you know, and I think she really tried to be there for him. But <clears throat> at a certain point, it, I think sh- it was too hard for her, and then we eventually separated out, and, and um, yeah, unfortunately, I'm not close with my mom, and she ended up having, like, some serious uh, issues with drugs and alcohol, so mm-hmm. it, like, kind of spiraled out in the end, but... Was
2: Do you have contact with her now?
0: I don't. She's been estranged for quite some time. So
4: How is your relationship with your brother's?
0: It's pretty good like i'm close i'm really cl- i have two brothers one lives in texas and one lives, one lives in japan and we're we're, we're close okay. yeah
1: i think it right now is a great time to listen to a message from our sponsors all
3: right yes.
4: we'll be right back
1: sip slay serve
4: Your serve collection at servemodbow.com.
1: Welcome back. Hola. Wait, but even when you were living in Austin, um, people were.
0: Yeah, two specific memories come to mind when I was living in Austin. One, I joined a sorority because my dad's boyfriend at the time, he's from Arkansas. Talk about like conservative area where yeah. you don't want to be gay. Like <laughs> <Literally>. <laughs> uh came from Arkansas and he went, he went to school in Arkansas. And so he's from the South and he was like, well, if you're going to go to school in Texas, you got to join a sorority or it's like social suicide if you don't. So I was like, okay. <laughs> and I like remember rushing and being like, this is really weird. Like I came from LA, we ho where it's like, yeah. It's like cheerleaders weren't cool right. at my high school. Like we were all about, we were like the like liberal arts kids who were like poetry and like, you know, emo kids. Counterculture. We were like, yeah. Counterculture was cool. Drama. Yeah. Drama, dra- club. drama club and like artsy so kids and like cheerleaders were lame. Yeah. <laughs> like No one cared about sports. And then I go to, you know, University of Texas and it's like the biggest football school of all time and like cheerleaders are so cool and sororities are so cool. And I just remember rushing and being like, this is really strange. <laughs> and, um, I did get into the sorority and I just remember the first <laughs> day, you know, we had to like go around and like say something about like ourselves. And I was brave enough to say in front of a lot of strangers that my dad was gay. Cause I thought that we were at a time now where it was okay, yeah. where I could say it and it not be weird. But I was wrong. <sighs> and and uh, so I like, you know, I'm talking in front of like 200 girls and saying, like, it's so cool to be, you know, part of the sorority with these girls because I grew up with two dads. And, and <laughs>
2: they're like, say something unique about yourself. And I'm like, I <laughs> yeah, I have two dads.
0: Yeah. And I was like, I grew up with two dads and two brothers. So it's like, just nice to be around a bunch of girls. And <laughs> like, it would just went so quiet as <laughs> soon as I said that. And I was like, oh, Oops! <laughs> oh, trying to process and
4: understand. <laughs> yeah, how.
0: and so like I just forget. Like yeah, Austin t- was a you know it was a kind of more liberal town, but there was people who were you know from all parts of Texas who were there, and mm. so who were like, wait, what? Um, still in Texas after still all? Still in Texas. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so I just remember in that moment being like, you know, spotlight on me saying this and then you know it was it was interesting and it was like kind of a little more challenging to like find my group of people and um i remember i dated not because of that i just felt always kind of i've always just kind of felt like a misfit just Mm -hmm. a black sheep you know trying to find my people because i Mm -hmm. i just always felt different we definitely yeah i'm sure (laughs) y'all i'm sure y'all relate just someone always felt like a little bit outside of the box
1: yeah, no, when I lived in Austin, people would say, faggot. Like, I would just be standing yeah. with, like, my friend or boyfriend. Like, like they would yell it from cars driving by. Like, I would just be on the side of the road waiting for, like, oh, yeah. Uber or something. And they would just drive by and be like, faggot. Yeah. And I'd be like, oh, cool. And this is, like, 2015. Totally. Like, this isn't even Oh, like, really? Yeah, yeah this back is in like,
2: the day, back in 2000. And one or so, I was driving my blue Miata, and I would have people, of course, it was course. my blue Miata with the top down, and loud music playing, and people would yell faggot. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> and turn up my music and sing a little louder.
0: <laughs> <Yes>.
3: <laughs>
0: and then I just, I remember I had this moment where I dated this guy, and... He was from, like, a really conservative town, and I told him, I was like, yeah, my dad's gay, and I grew up with my dad and his boyfriend, who's, like, my stepdad, and there was just, like, this long, awkward silence after I said it, and he was, like, so... How were you born? <laughs> wow. And I was like, Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, like you said, out my dad's out vagina. Dad. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just like, I I can't. <laughs> we're done. <laughs> well, and that was before
2: people had surrogates and yeah. things like that. But still the question seems so funny. But um I was uh, eighteen when my mother actually came out.
0: Oh wow. And she left my
2: father right as I graduated high school. My mother um, left my father, and she came out, and she was with a woman um, for twenty five years until she passed away. But wow, yeah. So okay. I, I always got a kick out of um telling people that I had two mothers. Yeah, especially after I came out, and you know, like it was. I love the shock value, anyway. And well, now pro- I do. <laughs> do you? Yeah. At first, but you know, my friends really couldn't understand yeah. that I had a lesbian mother, and so then I was really worried about myself coming out because i knew how everybody reacted to my mom and my mom was pretty cool you know
0: yeah wow
2: so but yeah
0: it's more common now than it's ever been to be like oh yeah my dad's gay or they people feel like i think we're just living in a time where it just feels more comfortable and accepting to come out and it's not such a big deal yeah which is amazing
2: that is nice but
0: but yeah i'm sure at the time you know (laughs) You're like I got two moms and guess what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> By the way. <laughs> um but yeah, so yeah, it's all interesting.
1: It, no, it's very interesting. And then in terms of that ex-boyfriend that you had, when did you guys date and then when did he he told you this like a year ago that he kind of came out to you and then Yeah, so I I you, dated
0: this guy maybe 10 years ago and um yeah, when I was living in France and it's a funny story because mm-hmm. I call him my uncle, but he wasn't my real uncle. He's my my dad's best friend from, like, before I can remember. And he's gay, too. And um, I just always called him my uncle because they were so close. Mm -hmm. I was, like, my gay uncle. And he lived in France. And so I went to go and study in France. And he hooked me up with this guy. And he was like, you got to meet this guy. And it's the mother of this girl I used to date in high school. So he used to date this girl in high school and she had a kid and and that's the guy I ended okay. up dating. Oh, so wow. your
1: gay uncle dated this woman woman. Mm-hmm. They and had then, a kid together?
0: No, not or together. No. Okay. He came out to her and okay. was like, I'm gay. Mm. It's like a really funny, weird story. Yeah.
2: Two degrees of separation yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like repeat of history.
0: <laughs> right. um, it does, <laughs> it happens. <laughs> and so I meet this guy, and we fall in love, and, like, had this whole thing for, like, a year, and I was like, oh, my God, he's, like, my first big love, and... he's um, French. And it he's French, French, yeah, ooh. he's French, ooh la la. <laughs>
3: and, um,
0: <clears throat> and, yeah, and, and, you know, I ended up going, you know, had to go back to school and finish, and ended up coming to L.A., and so I was never really going to live in France, but we, got, we stayed connected through the years, yeah. and then... Last year, I went to France to visit him and my uncle and me thinking we were going to like maybe rekindle things.
3: Yeah, he comes
0: out to me and I and it and it was really interesting. Like at first I was shocked because I was like, wait, what? And I didn't know what to say and I didn't want to make him feel bad because I'm like, of course, like I'm the last person who's going to care. Yeah. But also like. (laughs) what <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so it took some time to like process it and and i ended up you know just asking him a lot of questions and because it is it's so nuanced like you know he did love me but mm-hmm. i'm not his preference and yeah. we still love each other and i think we'll always be in each other's lives but um yeah it's beautiful and i think the the lesson there was that you know love and sexuality don't necessarily have to go together yeah
4: mm-hmm. it, c- it, it can even happen with a quote-unquote straight person yeah you know he's in love with this female but he's not attractive to the female he's yeah. attractive to a different female sure yeah um. this
0: is true that's true yeah yeah i just find like i have always had a fascination with just sexuality and gender and um I think it's all really interesting.
1: And it yeah it, yeah, it is. And w- that's what we've been kind of exploring with with this and just the the various guests that we want to have on is just to um, kind of get their their takes on it and their their experiences and journeys and it it is interesting that you've kind of had that parallel experience like what your mom had on uh, definitely a smaller yeah. scale but
3: mm-hmm.
1: yeah mean, you, you can kind of like understand what she kind of went through and it happened when you were
0: definitely definitely gave me more compassion for her of like because I used to be just mad at her so like why do you care like yeah. you know and uh I can see like how it was so painful for her you know mm-hmm. and not that it's his fault like it's not his yeah. fault um but I can see how that experience would have been painful for her
2: mm-hmm. yeah an interesting little um side note my daughter she was dating a guy for um, a few months, and they broke up, mm-hmm. and then she found out later that the guy is came out. Interesting. And I told her, I said, you know, a lot of people date um, guys or girls that remind them of their parents. And yes. I said, of course, you are dating somebody who reminds you yes, of 100%. myself or, you know, your other father. And yeah. so... And she was so confused, she's like, Oh, I turned him gay. And I'm like, No, no. no, no. I'm like <laughs> You can't oh. turn
0: anybody. Like, let gay. me give you my experience <laughs> is
2: the you know, the girls that we dated when we were younger and then we came out to them. It's you know, it's it's hard, but for the girl it's just so confusing, mm-hmm. I'm sure. You yeah, know, but it's such a confusing time, even understanding your own sexuality. Yeah. So
0: that's interesting too, because I think, you know just psycholo- psych- psychology-wise like we do you know inherently find people that remind us of our relationship with our parents mm-hmm. and so i it wasn't lost upon me that i dated a gay man right <laughs> and <laughs> i think i've dated a lot of gay men mm-hmm. and i definitely have been m- throughout my life of dating Attracted to men who are maybe a little more on the spectrum of yeah. their sexuality. Um, until recently, I'm now with I'm, I'm with someone for the first time where it's like. There's not, he is (laughs) full heterosexual. (laughs) And it was hard for me in the beginning because I'm like, I don't know if I can, you know, like I'm always more comfortable with someone who's a little more fluid and open. Well, now the younger
2: generation, they have so many choices of, you know, non-binary, different genders. And so it is more acceptable to like somebody who may be a little more fluid or who may have, be bisexual And I think it's happening more and more. I think
0: so. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's great. I mean, I just think it's awesome that especially the younger generation feels so comfortable and, you know, feeling like they can say what they like and explore it. And there is way less judgment. I mean, there's still a long way to go, but it's definitely way different.
2: (laughs) So how are you with the pronoun they and them?
0: Um, I don't have an issue with it i mean my uh dancers are both non-binary and identify as they them i will say when i first was like growing up with you know my dad being gay it was just gay and lesbian that's Mm -hmm. all we had at you know in my world um growing up and then you know as i got more exposed to things and had different friends from different backgrounds I was introduced to like bisexuality and it's actually more of a spectrum and then started meeting people who were trans and uh, a lot of my dad's friends are also drag queens and actually my dad's best friend is a makeup artist and at night he's Gert Crawford which is a, a a drag queen uh diner lady he only dresses it. as diner women, like really? from the 50s. I love that. Wow. Uh, diner
1: core aesthetic.
0: Di- <laughs> diner core, yeah. And actually, he taught me how to do my makeup as a 16 year old because my mom wasn't really in the picture at that time. So, a lot of like me learning you know, makeup and hair was actually from my dad's gay friends. Yeah. Who oh, were you me. must
2: have had a whole array of <laughs> teachers. you had uh, a whole yeah, team yeah, the, had a whole the gay team. dad and the gay uncles. And, yeah. Wow. It was
0: just I was I always joke, I'm like, I was raised by an army of gay men. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and that's um, why you're so fabulous. <laughs> yeah.
0: I attribute that to them. Um but yeah, it only you know it's only been recent that I've started meeting people who are trans or who identify as non-binary, mm-hmm. and um, probably it was just a few years ago that I started meeting people who started identifying as they them. Mm-hmm. And I will say it was really hard for me in the beginning, just mm-hmm. grammatically. I it was so uh, not that I was like I'm anti saying it. I just I would fuck up all the time. Yeah, yeah. oh yeah. yeah. I no. think
4: everyone feels the same way. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. completely hard to get that vocabulary yeah. and understanding. Yeah.
0: yeah. So I think, you know, I'm all for it. I just think there has to be a lot of room for people to fuck up. Yeah. You yeah. know, as long as mm. the intention is there to, to do well and like to res- be respectful, like 100%. it just took me, a, it, and sometimes I still fuck it up oh, wow. with of my course. dancer, Cody. I'm like, shit, sorry. Uh. They. You know, like <laughs> yeah. I, and I have, t- I had to be very conscious of it and, like almost s- think before I would speak. Yeah. Um. And now it comes second nature, and 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 it's just interesting talking to people who identify as non-binary and in, in their perspective on it, because you know I, I I don't it's not I don't relate to it personally. Right. And I didn't grow up with that either, so it, it's it's interesting mm-hmm. to just have that perspective as well.
2: Yeah. yeah. So and you're um. Go ahead. No. Go ahead. Your uh, brothers, how were they with your father being gay?
0: Um, they never had any issues. I think, you know, we haven't talked that in depth about it. Um, My mom did have a lot of, you know, straight men that she dated and who were were in our lives also that I think sort of mentored them in terms of like, sports and like that's because my dad was not like that he would try he was so sweet he would like try but he'd always be like (laughs) what's that line for or like he didn't like he could care less about sports the
2: curse of the gay
0: yeah he's like no sports yeah no sports for him so i think in that regard, they struggle. About, but I'm like, they always look good.
2: Yeah. <laughs> they always have
0: great clothes. <laughs> and, you know, And they hit. train
2: at the gyms like they're going to do a sport. Yeah, exactly. There <laughs> for, was for no sports. Yeah, exactly. They have athletic bodies, but they don't do any sports. Yeah. But so your brothers, did they spend a lot of time with your mom and his or um, her boyfriend? They were or?
0: split, too, like going back and forth um, as well. And then I think, you know... I think we got a lot, whatever we didn't get from our parents, we had mentors around us that we got that from someone. Like I had a lot of f- females, grown ups in my life as a kid because my mom wasn't super around that I got, you know, what I needed or from my dad's friends who were, you know, more, more feminine. Right. And they're like, you know, teaching me makeup. And stuff. So, cause my dad also, he doesn't wear makeup. I one time did find when I was really young, his drag queen outfit in his closet <laughs> and a picture of him wearing the dress. And I was really confused because I was like eight and I was like, why is my dad wearing a dress?
2: <laughs> you should see my kids. I <laughs> yeah. get dressed at the house right in front of them and yeah. I go out and say, yeah. bye. Um, They're like, mama, you look fierce.
3: Yeah. I'm like, thank you. That's so sweet. <laughs> that is
0: sweet. Um, yeah. It just, it's just funny. He doesn't, he, he doesn't really dress in drag. Um, ever but not that I would care but um yeah it just it's just funny like so anyway I think you get whatever you d- I mean this just goes for in general of like anyone whatever you don't get from your parents you usually find yeah. in other friends or the the family you create and um you're not gonna always get everything you want from your parent
2: right well if you are any example of what a gay parent (laughs) can raise then they did your dads and your mom they did a fantastic job because you seem well adjusted and creative and achieving things in the world so yeah they did they did a very very good job i think
0: they did too i mean they tried their best and you know i think you know, it worked.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. As long as there's love. That's what I always say. doesn't matter. As long as there's Amen. love. As so yes. long
1: as yeah. there's
0: yeah.
4: love. So what are you right now? Your career is happening. You have a communication with your dad.
0: Yeah. I was just in Florida. My dad now lives in Florida with his long-term partner, Chuck, who's, they've been together ooh, 20 years. Wow. Yeah. They're not married. Uh, not that they wouldn't, but they just yeah. have chosen not to. And um, they live in Florida now, so I was just with them.
1: Yeah, you were on a boat. You're out yeah. living. And he's like, yeah. oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> living a the life. And there's Fort a Lauderdale. lot of,
0: there's a little, there's they live. In, yeah, Fort Lauderdale. There's quite the 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 community there. Mm-hmm. It's it's sort of like Palm Springs. Yeah, but on the water. Very gay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. On the water. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we're in communication, and I'm super close with them. And career has been really fun last couple years just writing a lot of music and performing and i've had music and tv and um making an album and yeah it's been it's been an explosive couple years
1: yeah you just had a song come out recently
0: had a song come out recently um about a psychedelic journey and uh, yeah, I'm re- an I'm acid very, trip. I'm very into psychedelics for therapeutics. Ah. Mm. Um, ayahuasca, right? ayahuasca, okay. uh, wow. mushrooms. Like I, I'm a big. When it's done appropriately, yeah. I, it can be very healing. Mm. In my experience, and in a lot of studies that are coming out,
2: does it help with your creativity too? Do you ever um, do that and then write music?
0: No, I think it does as a byproduct because. For me, this is just personal, but, like, the more you heal, the more you have ex- uh, accessibility to yourself and, like, your soul and your higher consciousness. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so the more I focus on healing, the more creative I get. Right. Wise
2: words. Yeah. Very wise.
0: Yeah. So, you know, yeah. we all need healing. 100%. No one gets out of here, you unscaled. know. <laughs> unscathed. <laughs> yeah, unscathed. <laughs> <laughs> no, mo- no matter what. No matter if you even had a perfect childhood on paper, no one gets out, you know, without some cuts and bruises, so.
1: <laughs> right. As Taylor Swift said, life is emotionally abusive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, it can be rough. Yeah. But.
1: But when you were, you were kind of growing up and, because I'm curious just for, um, you know, our community out there. uh. When you were growing up, and and these kids that were treating you differently because of you know the situation at hand, how did you kind of deal with that, or what what are some things that you would like? What's advice mm. you would maybe give to if anyone else is kind of in that similar yeah. situation? Like, what were your kind of coping mechanisms? And
0: well, I wouldn't say do what I did because I shut down um, and went inward, right, and was really shy. Although in retrospect. You know, I think I had a really um, vivid internal world and I think that really plays into my creativity mm-hmm. because instead of being really outward, I was inward and so I was living in my own imagination and my own internal experience and I was just kind of a quiet, shy kid who liked animals and, you know, was more interested in animals than people. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. and, um, and that was... Probably like my trauma response was mm-hmm. just to shut down. It kind of still is. Like anytime I'm triggered, I I know it's like I just go in because mm-hmm. I feel like I'm safe inside. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think part of why I write music is you know is it's an expression. I want it to be. Like, my, the whole reason I started the project was, like, I want it to be this expression of joy and positivity and authenticity and encouraging people to really be themselves. And I always, that's, like, always my main message in my shows is, like, don't care what people say to you and, like, you know, don't listen to the critics. And that's always kind of my message of, like, empowering you to be yourself because mm-hmm. it's hard. It's hard to, like, really own yourself. Um But I think that's why I write the music is because I relate to it. If, like, even just with my dad and seeing him, like, coming into his own self, and then me going through my own experience of being the daughter of him, and, you know, my experience of that, and then coming into my own self with my expression. And so that's kind of the whole reason for why I write music. And I think that. If you're someone out there and, and, you know, you're having a hard time with coming into yourself, just know that there is community out there. It might not be accessible to you, like, right immediately. But thank God we have the internet Mm -hmm. because you can find it (laughs) really (laughs) easily now. And just knowing that you're, whenever you're authentically yourself, like, you're going to find other people, you know. It's better to live in your authenticity and feel isolated for a period of time until you find your people, then, like, put on a mask and pretend you're this person that you're not mm-hmm. just to fit in. So I'd just say, like, lean into who you are, and you will find your people, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And, it, and it might not be your family. It might be something you create. Yeah.
1: Family so you create. Your chosen family.
0: Yeah, your chosen family, or it might be your family. Like, and that's yeah. awesome. That's if it amazing. is. But I'd say just, it's really important to honor who you are. So yeah, in the
2: gay community, um, in the uh, we often say that there's the biological family, the family you're born with, and then there's the logical family, mm. the one that you decide is your family. Yeah. And a I lot of I
0: always also say, blood isn't thicker than water, it's just messier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very good. So I think it's important, like, you shouldn't, just because if you have a family and they're mean to you and they don't accept you, like... You don't have to, you can create boundaries yeah. and you can love them, but you don't have to take the abuse, you exactly. know? So I, I totally agree with that.
1: Yeah. No, I definitely relate to kind of going inward when you're kind of younger and, and just to protect yourself. I think I definitely did that and, and then blossoming later with yeah. your creativity. Cause I think that's kind of happening to me currently is yeah. like, I'm it's writing wonderful. a lot more and I was very imaginative as a kid and just yeah. in my head cause I was like, well, I'd that's the only place I'm, like, safe. I can't yeah. put anything out or, like, write anything because it'll be criticized or, like, judged or whatever. So I'm just going to, like, live in la-la land. And now yeah. I'm like, wait, I can actually convey this and actually turn it into something. So I'm, like, yeah. writing things. And I'm like, okay, I have an idea. Like, And then, yeah, the chosen family and, and friends, you're like, wait, I have an idea. Let's go do something. Yeah. And then you do. And then it's like, wait, we created this. Like, look at this beautiful thing that, yeah. like
0: and then, then you find imagined, that yeah. like support too yeah and it feels really good
1: it feels amazing and you're like wait yeah. i could have been doing this all along <laughs> like yeah, <laughs> what, why could. was i robbing myself of
4: this yeah if you believe in yourself you can you are able to accomplish as many things as you can and grow as big as you want to grow mm-hmm. you just have to believe on you
0: yeah i totally agree with that Thank you
4: for being here today. Thank you. We appreciate your time and your story.
1: We love and appreciate you. And
0: we'll
4: see you guys next time.
0: Yeah, thank you.
4: Bye. Bye. Have a good night.